Well, it's 3 p.m. Time to love the gear. I got get it on the stage. My muscles flex. My fucking sweat will save the day. When I check the mic, I fucking check the mic. I fucking check it, check it. One, two, three. I plug it in and make a slam fest sound check. Welcome to another episode of the Slam Fest Sound Check, where we debate a variety of music-related topics outside of the traditional Slam Fest podcast themes. And joining me for this episode are Slam Fest crew members Matt and Andy. What's going on, guys? Hey! <laughs> so, another topic, theme, idea from Matt. And I'm not sure why we do this to ourselves. But this is this is a this is a toughie, and like I said, another Matt idea. I think he well Matt Matt and I talked about this. Gosh, I, I can't even remember where. And then we brought it up at the at the Wasp gathering in Detroit when Andy and Matt flew up, and I think we were walking around a casino and we threw it out again, and we were <laughs> kind of debating it as we were wandering around gambling so this is an individual artist output debate and they've got some relation to each other we decided to do ozzy related output versus Dio related output between 1980 and 1989 so other podcasts have have talked about ozzy versus Dio before can even give a shout out to growing up rock on their episode 275, they did this, but they focused on their entire careers, even including things kind of outside of music. So it was it was really, really, really broad. And we're going to tighten this up a little bit more and just focus on the music during this specific time frame, which was really both of their heydays. So, Andy, what, uh, what Dio stuff is eligible we've got heaven and hell mob rules live evil holy diver the last in line sacred heart the song stars from here and aid intermission and dream evil and matt ozzy sabbath live at last and i'll i'll do this like jade Oh, like JJ would. Blizzard, <laughs> Diary, Speak, Bark, Ultimate Sin, Tribute, No Rest, Close My Eyes Forever, and Lead Clones with Gary Moore. Wait, I have no I... idea what that is. <laughs> I'm just so, so, yeah, so I, I threw in obviously that the, the Hearing Aid Stars song because Dio and Viv and Jimmy Bain, basically the Dio band, wrote that. Wrote that song, and so I was thinking, what else did Ozzy participate in? So that closed my eyes forever with Lita Ford. And then I just kind of stumbled across this. So this Lead Clones with Gary Moore in 89, it was basically Gary Moore poking fun at Kingdom Come kind of specifically, but also took some jabs at Whitesnake for writing songs that sound like Led Zeppelin. So that's an Ozzy or he asked Ozzy to, to to sing on it, and and so he so he did. So you've got obviously two bands with the the Dio stuff. 
with with Black Sabbath and and then solo Dio, and then you've got the one Black Sabbath live at last, and then everything else pretty much was solo solo Ozzy. Why don't we go? We can go around the horn and just in general, Andy, maybe you know thoughts on the Dio stuff that's that's available here. Yeah, I think he's really helped by the two band piece of the story. This is the resurrection of Black Sabbath, some might say, which I think is for good reason, uh, because they were kind of sputtering there at the end with Ozzy. And this is full-on resurrection to two gold star albums with Sabbath plus the live. And then the cream of the crop of his solo albums. And it is all solid. You've got Iomi, Jake, and Viv represented. It's pretty damn hard to beat. Or no, you mean Iomi, Viv, and Craig Goldie. Well, Goldie too, but Jake was... Jake was made an appearance. He didn't really stick with it. No, he was with Ozzy. I know, but he was with Dio too. <laughs> no, he wasn't. Yes, he was. When? When? He was. He was not recorded or toured, but he was in the band. <laughs> that that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> You're cheating. You're cheating. All's fair. <laughs> so Matt, the Dio stuff. Just kind of high-level snapshot. It's all pretty damn solid. Yeah, I would echo Andy's sentiment exactly. I can't see past stars on the thing there, but after that would be, uh, what would it be, Dream Evil? Dream Evil, yeah. Dream Evil, yeah. yeah, And I think that's the last, would have been the last thing he would have done I yeah. think because lock and, up yeah the, eight, eight, yeah eighty seven lock up the wolves was ninety I think ninety I believe yeah <laughs> yep yep but I mean I think it's a step up from the I mean the rainbow stuff is good with Dio but when he was with Sabbath I mean that's some of the best metal ever right there well yeah and again that was your introduction I know to Sabbath really. I think it probably I think it probably was yeah yeah so I mean I I echo the same. The same thing. The fact that Sabbath was dead in the water and <laughs> they get together with Dio and, and put out these two albums back to back, 1980 and then 1981, is is amazing with, with obviously the, the, the stuff that's on there. The production, they had that Martin Birch guy produce both of those. The production's amazing. The, the songs are amazing. There's some epic songs in there, meaning lengthy, but 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 epic. The, you know, Live Evil, I, I was never a fan of kind of back in the day. They've since remastered it because I, I think the production was was a little rough um, back in the day. And I wasn't a huge fan of the the Sabbath songs that they had on there with Dio singing. I mean, he did he did fine, but 
I mean, it's hard for, I think it doesn't work with Iron Man and the song Black Sabbath so well, at least in my, in my opinion. But then, yeah, Holy Diver, Last in Line, Sacred Heart, bam, bam, bam. Again, 83, 84, 85, just... Well, that isn't just, that intermissions just a, is just an EP live EP. Isn't it? it is. It, I actually owned it. I had it on cassette and that actually the, well, the production of those other deal albums were, were great, but the intermission, it didn't sound that didn't sound that great. And then dream evil. I thought the production was a step down. I think the songs are, are still solid. And again, you've lost Viv and you know, Craig came in and did a, an admirable job but yeah I, did, I didn't think the production was quite as good uh with dream evil and i think i mean ronnie produced all of those uh, i mean all the all the solo deal stuff so for whatever reason dream evil and intermission kind of kind of suffered uh, a little bit so matt the aussie stuff high level thoughts god that's <laughs> You all, that, yeah, I mean, Heaven and Hell, well, just to re- digress for a sec, Heaven and Hell, I think, was my intro to Sabbath. Ozzy could have been my intro to metal, now that I think about it. Yep, yep. I don't recall seeing a lot of that, this stuff on MTV when MTV first came out, other than, other than uh, you know, the Bark at the Moon video. Yeah, but I th- I think I got most of the, a lot of that early stuff I got through a record club, but then Ultimate Sin on I bought like the day they came out. So I, do you do you still owe Columbia House some money? Probably. <laughs> <laughs> you know they've got databases and databases probably of people that owe them money. Yeah, but I mean there I mean there's there's not a dud in that bunch, obviously. What's your? Uh, I just I don't know that I don't know that that lead clone song. Did you find or on YouTube at all? Did you know live at last? Had you ever heard that before? I know it exists. I can't re- ever recall listening to it. Honestly. Yeah, yeah. Andrew, the Aussie stuff, high level snapshot. It's hard to believe how good his first two solo albums were considering how bad his recent work with Sabbath was. It's another resurrection story. And not, not a dud, Matt said, I, I echo that completely. Lead Clones is a dud. I mean, that's that's an awful, it's an awful idea for a song and it's an awful song and it makes Gary Moore look like a douchebag. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> And just listing off the guitarists that we're talking about here with Oz, Iomi, Randy, Gillis, Jake, and Zach. Yeah, that that doesn't suck. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. Yeah, no. Andy, had you heard Live at Last, or did you seek it out at all and find it? I sought it out, but I I don't remember that at all. No. No. Me, me neither. And I, I, yeah, I think it got released kind of without the band's permission, or at least what I read. And then they, they, I think they finally released it officially in 2002 ish, but I had never, I hadn't heard it before. And 
went back and found it on YouTube and just listened to it. Fucking A. It's so, it's so awesome. It's so raw. And, you know, it's on the Volume 4 tour, which I'm a fan of that album, obviously. So they, they played three, I think, three songs from that. But it's, it is just so raw sounding. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, I never owned it and hadn't heard it. Hadn't heard it before. Blizzard of Oz and Diary, again, comeback story. And amazing, amazing stuff. But I was trying to think back to the original production of those. And I might be clouded with Matt recording dubbing on a high bias tape with the treble cranked. (laughs) So that might be clouding my vision on the production of those first two albums, thinking that they were not great, not as good as as those those Black Sabbath era Dio albums. But again, the material obviously was there. Speak, well, I'll come back to the live albums. Bark, I've never been a fan really of that album as a whole. I mean it's got a it's got a couple good you know, the title cut obviously. Rock and Roll Rebel, so tired. I'm a fan of Waiting, uh, Waiting for Darkness is is good, but I just think there's a lot of filler on the rest of that uh, on the rest of that album. Ultimate Sin, No Rest are, I mean, those were the first two Ozzy that I think I bought, you know, with my with my own money, and uh, on cassette. But then going back to the live stuff, so I already talked about Live at Last is awesome. Speak speaks for itself and then tribute i think is it just brings those songs from the first couple albums up i mean it's just the 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 sound and the production of that album it's it's awesome awesome and again not sure why he included the sabbath stuff on on tribute it would have been nice to have heard some of those other songs from those first couple albums but uh and then yeah close my eyes forever Whatever, it was a huge hit uh, that he was singing on and the Lead Clones thing. I'm with you, Andy. It's it's just fucking ridiculous that some people, Zeppelin, the pedestal that they get put on all the time when anybody is <laughs> sounding like them at all. It's just a ridiculous uh, song. And yeah, I think they, I think he mentions, you stole from the houses of the holy got to get it on from the still of the night you know so pulling out kingdom come and white snake song titles be above that <laughs> why why are you why are you doing this so anyway yeah i thought that was kind of kind of silly all right andy moment of truth i'm going with ozzy i wouldn't say you're wrong if you pick dio but it's hard to vote against that Aussie material. It's so good. Hardly any skippers. And I think the last two Dio solo albums have a couple skippers on the B-sides. So I'm sticking with Ozzy. Matt? First first of all, just a, a com- just to clear up any misconceptions, when debates are done like this, it's easy to it's easy to think, oh well so and so picked this, so that means he doesn't like that okay no i mean both of these are legendary i mean they're both iconic right 
I mean, yeah. a vote for one, your favorite, doesn't mean you're not a fan of the rest, right? <laughs> I mean, these are two iconic discographies. There's no question. I could almost make an argument that I would take Heaven and Hell, Mob Rules, over Blizzard and Diary, as crazy as it is. That's I think those albums are that good. You to get into the in, get into the middle of it. See, I I think Bark is quite good, honestly. And I and I love Ultimate Sin, and I love No Rest for the Wicked. And I I would, yeah, I might give those a slight edge over the classic Dio trilogy. Let you know, later on in the in the decade, I would say No Rest is clearly better than than Dream Evil for a 1987, 88 time frame. So it's so it's. It's it's pretty equal. So I mean, uh, for me, it, it comes down to the to the live albums, and I and I think I would have to side with Andy, and I think I would go with Ozzy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, tri- I mean, is tribute is amazing, but but speak is such a cult classic. Is, I mean, the, the, our our gang is quoting quotes <laughs> from that album all the time. You know, you guys in the back, stand up. Yep. The old Fillmore Reese, man. You know, all of this funny stuff. <laughs> right. And if you wanted to cheat and take it a step further, look, you go out to 1991, 92, and you can throw in Live and Loud from Ozzy, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? And that, I mean, that really, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think, if, I mean, if you put the foot to the fire, <laughs> I, I think I got to, I think I would go with Ozzy. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, you're you're totally right on your on your introduction there of yeah, it's that these are these are designed to be to be difficult and to be close. So I mean it's it's about as even, you know, as a as a matchup as I was kind of going through it. I mean, you've got more studio output from Dio, you know, than than studio stuff from Ozzy by by one album. But you know, really it's it's even. You know, the comeback albums we talked about. On, on both sides are are classics production stuff that i kind of talked about a little bit i mean it ends up being even because they both fell on their faces a little bit with some of the production of some of the stuff uh, but had amazing production on on others you know the kind of the my least favorite albums of both dream evil or bark you know i i i might give the i might personally give the edge to to dream evil in that uh in that matchup but ultimate sin no rest versus holy diver last in line and sacred heart i mean that's <laughs> that's it's that's i mean it's even even though there's more dio material there but like matt how you ended it matt i mean the live albums i yeah the the aussie stuff is is better and this was but you know i didn't even had never heard live at last or at least don't remember hearing it I think I got Live Evil on cassette through one of the record clubs. Mm-hmm. And I I always loved that album, but the Ozzy live albums to me are more more genuine because like we said yeah. earlier, you know, D- Dio didn't write, record and sing Iron Man and Black Sabbath and that stuff. Not not yep. I mean he does a good job on it, but it's just hearing Ozzy do it is better, obviously. Yep. Yep. But yeah, so you kind of, <laughs> you kind of, uh, 
stole my thunder a little bit with the live album comment, but it's t- it's totally true. I, I I think everything else is is pretty even. I mean, yeah, we didn't talk much about the stars song, but that I mean that song's awesome, and all the all the soloing and just everything about that was 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 epic. But yeah, I think the I think the live albums push push it over the push it over the edge. Uh, yeah, I for Ozzy for me, but I think it's it is so close. But I, I think I've got to go with Ozzy too. You know, yeah, you you mentioned that if you go to ninety one or ninety two and you got Live and Loud in there. I mean, I purposely you know didn't want to include No More Tears, right? <laughs> you know, I mean, versus Lock Up the Wolves. I mean, that, that that's not you know I kind of wanted to leave that off for sure but 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 just leave the it's the it's, it's definitely close yeah for I sure i mean it's you know if it, it's a baseball game it goes to the bottom of the ninth inning and <laughs> <laughs> i and i i could i could almost make the argument that heaven and hell might be the best studio album of this bunch i think it is that good yeah now here's heaven another interesting hell. thing with with the people on this <laughs> on this episode i think Matt, I think you're the only one that saw uh, Andy. Did you see Speak? I saw Speak. Okay, so you saw Speak. Matt saw Ultimate Sin, but that's it, right? No one else saw anything else on this uh, tour-wise. Nope. Like this era of of both bands, because Matt, you never saw Dio back in the day, Mm-mm. back in this time frame. Right. Well, Garen so. saw Bark at the Moon. The well, right, and yeah, and and Jay and Brad saw Sacred Heart, and right, didn't you know, Garen went to Ultimate Sin with you too, Matt? I think didn't he? Me, me, Garen, and Jay, I think and Jay went to that. Yeah. yeah, I think all went to Ultimate Sin. Yeah. So I'm the only one out of the three of us that didn't see either of these individuals during this uh, during this time frame, but. Anyway, thought I'd throw that out there <laughs> since, since it is a, a slam fest endorsed <laughs> sidecast talking about shows. As a matter, but, as a matter uh, of fact, this is so close. If you think of it as a baseball game, it, it goes extra innings. It goes to about twelve <laughs> innings. That's how that's how close it is. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I will. Oh, I, that reminds me. The vivid memory I have of Holy Diver. To this day, it might be the only album that I loved the first time I heard it. Oh, wow. Yeah. But most albums, it takes me, even in an ACDC album, it takes me two or three lessons, listens yeah. to decide whether I like it or not. Holy yep. Diver was a home run the first time I played it. Yeah. That doesn't happen. That doesn't happen. Yeah, it often. doesn't happen often, but with Holy no. Diver, it did. So there you go. We all, we all went with... Uh, Went with Ozzy, but obviously it was it was very, very close. All right, boys. Sounds good. Right. Thanks. That was fun. Yep, great to see you guys. Yipper. We'll Rock see ya. On. So all three of us went with Ozzy Osbourne's output. What are your thoughts on this debate? Which individual output do you prefer between nineteen eighty and nineteen eighty-nine? Ozzy Osbourne or Ronnie James Dio? Let us know your thoughts by emailing us at slamfestpodcast at gmail.com or request to join our private Facebook page at Slamfest Podcast. Thanks for listening. 
Until next time. 